0: Praise the Lord, this is Brad Julius Adi again. we are going through the epistle of Apostle John, 1st John chapter 5 is where we are at now, and I pray that the Lord will give you some understanding and in desire to want to move closer to the Lord as we read this and to walk in love, because this epistle was basically talking about love, now in chapter 5 he said, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now you have to know this is an epistle is writing to the believers and among the believers have been some spirits that have sneaking and trying to confuse the believers and he addressed that in chapter beginning of chapter 4 of his epistle and he's summarizing it in chapter 5 right now that whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him so if we love God, we have to love Christ. If we love Jesus Christ, then we love God. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. Now, remember he said, everyone that loveth him that begat. if you say we love God, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Now, we are children of God. So, if I am loving God, I will automatically love all His children. Because the Spirit of God is in me, I will love all the believers also. That's what he's saying Who that loveth him that begat, loveth him that is begotten of him by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous what is the commandment of God love one another that's his commandment love one another as you love God love one another and how do we show love by being helpful to one another So that how can you say you have love and then your brother have need and you show your bias of compassion from him so that's part of showing that we love one another for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So whatever is born of God overcometh the world and our faith is what will overcome the world. What is the world you he's talking about? All the attractions that the world is trying to pull believers into sin. That's what we have to overcome. All the desire of the flesh that is wanting us to participate in what the ungodly are participating. Those are the world that we have to overcome. You overcome it in your own flesh, in your own lifestyle, in your own behavior. And then tell them that's how you overcome the world, see our faith in Christ overcoming the world. Verse 5 Who oh, is he that overcoming the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, believing that you are already overcoming the world because the world doesn't want to believe it because the devil is in the world trying to make them not to want to follow Christ. Because the devil knows who is going to take over this planet. I know that, that it's Jesus Christ. So, he's trying every effort to make them not to believe it. But you see, Christ has got his own, and they are going to be the house to be full. Verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. Now, this Bible verse is kind of uh, interesting, because you are saying, Christ came by water and blood. What does that really mean? It means, it is the expressed image of God. The blood of God is flowing through him. The blood of God, because you are, remember, he was not, he didn't have any earthly father. But the the that the scientists will tell you that our blood comes from our father. You no know, the blood types and so come from the father, earthly father. But if he has no earthly father, that means this is the blood from heaven, the blood of God Himself. And they are convinced that they are they are, they, have, they have done all those journeys to find that one out. That the blood of our Lord is to be. The blood from ever. So it is that's why I say it came not by water only, but by water and blood. Means that this is God Son indeed. God Son indeed. He came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. And the spirit, we also come from our spirit come from God, but he has to put on the 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 flesh. He put on in the, in the sperm. He put on the soul, and then come and put on flesh in the in the egg of a of a woman. But say our spirit actually come from God. But when God came and just put on the flesh in the boy in the egg, he, the blood came from the from the Father God. For there are three that be a record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. See the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. The Word is. Represent the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. See, They are one, not three different people, one, one Spirit. Manifested as the Father, came in form of man being when He came upon the world, put on flesh as the Holy Ghost, and not in us. Verse 8, And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. What does it mean by the Spirit, the water, and the blood? That is the Spirit of God came and the water and the blood that, that is in the Lord Jesus Christ is that water and blood of God, God's blood. Okay. And that God's blood, it says, we have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. By the Spirit of God that is put in us, that's how we eat his flesh and drink his blood to become part of God, to have God in us. It is a deep mystery, but it is faith, believing these things. Verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He says, if you receive the witness of men that well, right, somebody just preach to you, you believe it? You yeah, know, that's good, but God actually has testified that this is the truth, the Son of God. And you can see that in some of the other earlier chapters, records of opposition. He, he that believeth on the Son of God as the witness in himself, he that believed not God has made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his son. So he's trying to tell us that God has given a, record, a, a, a testimony of his son. You remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible said John the Baptist saw heaven open. That was reported that a, the Spirit of God came like a dove and landed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And the voice said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well placed. That is how the father bear record to the son that this is my beloved son. So that is also what Apostle John is alluding to when he said, God has, God has given a record concerning, that, concerning his son. And what is the record? And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. What does that mean, Basilebo? He's saying God has given to us eternal life, like Christ just said it in verse in His uh, Gospel of John chapter seventeen when He was praying, that they might know the the only true God and Jesus Christ whom they are sent. That is life eternal. God has given to us the eternal life we are talking about. It's not something we are going to get when we get to heaven. Eternal life starts right now when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have life eternal. Because that is what Jesus Christ said in Gospel. Let me to you in Gospel of John, chapter seventeen. This was the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ before He went to the cross. The final prayer He was praying before the apostles, and this is what He said in Gospel of John, chapter seventeen, verse one and two. Father, the hour is come. Glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorified Thee. As Thou hast given Him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. But still he is where I am going. And this is life eternal. So what is this eternal life? Jesus Christ was this, defining it for us in Bastion. This is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. It's knowing God and knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, that is eternal life. And you can also see it in the letters of Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians, Apostle Paul was making us to see that it's the knowledge of the Son of God that is going to get us to that fullness. We say, well, although we already know him, perfecting in that knowledge. In Ephesians chapter 4, here is what Apostle Paul wrote, that Christ put in his body, in his church, all these ministries. For the perfecting of the saints, chapter 4, verse 11, 12 and 13. And listen to that. He gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, why? Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So it's the knowledge of Him that will bring us to that perfection. And that is what Christ said, knowing God and the Lord Jesus Christ is eternal life. It's just the knowledge of Him. But when we know Him, it's not just knowing Him like I heard about Him. Somebody said, "What? how do you know that there was a man so called a, George Washington, you heard about this, uh, uh, about him in the books you read or in the stories you heard, that doesn't mean you know him. You really, nobody really know him when you were not living around that time. You only knew about him. But Jesus Christ is saying we are to know him and know God, not just knew about him. And the way we know him is that he come and live inside us and live with us. Jesus Christ said, I will come and make my abode. My my father will come and make our abode with you. That's when we really know him. So, that is the difference between just knowing about him or knowing him. So, knowing him is what we are talking about to know him, not just know about him. So, the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, He has given us eternal life. And he said, This is eternal life, knowing God and the Lord Jesus Christ. In short, God living in your life, God living with you, God living in you. That's Jesus Christ living with us and living in us. That is knowing him and that you get when you are born again and you only go to the deposit you say Ah, my father shall come and make a abode with you. Where did he say that? Gospel of John. Let's read it again to you. So that we can say this is how we know him because he's living in us and living with us. Go to verse 22. It's where Jude asked him and said, not Iscariot, not Judas, is the Jude lord how is it that thou will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world and jesus answered and said unto him if a man love me he will keep my words and my father will love him and we as the son and the father we will come unto him and make our abode with him now you see what i'm talking about that is how we know him see this is eternal life Knowing God, the only true God and Jesus come we are sent. say we will come and make our boat with him. that is God will be living with you in your house, in your heart and directing your life. That is eternal life. and that is what God planned for us to be living in us and living in our world. That's how we make our boat with Him. That's the Holy Ghost living inside us, making his abode with us. So that is the eternal life, that's how we give that eternal life. By, and the Apostle John is referring to it in, first, in this epistle here, when he said, this is the record God has given to us, that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. In short, what, what he is saying is that, God said he's going, He wanted to redeem mankind from this de- deadly disease of sin, and bring us back to Himself, bring us back to that eternal kingdom, where we are going to live forever on this planet, how is He going to do it? He put this new life, this eternal life in his son. He said, Okay, this is how I'm going to save you. I put the he put the life in his son that just get my son inside you, then you have that eternal life. So that's why he said, He has given us eternal life and his life is in his son. Okay. Get my son inside you and you have eternal life. That's all God is saying. So that's why you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and save if you if you are that listen to me, you don't believe in Lord Jesus Christ. Or you are of another religion. It is only Jesus Christ that can give you eternal life. And that's why I says, God has given unto us eternal life and this life is in His Son. So all you need to do then is to get the Son of God into you and then you have eternal life. Verse 12 said, it was, um, back to 1 John chapter 5, verse 12 said, He that has the Son has life and he that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life, not that you will have, you already have it. When you have the Son of God in you, when you have the Lord Jesus Christ in you, you have eternal life. So that is eternal life that we have Christ living inside us. Because when Christ is in us, the Father God is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. We have all the power of heaven inside us. So why am I not doing all those signs and wonders? In? Why am I not doing all those signs and wonders if the Father God is in me? See? God is love. He wants us to have that love first, to have perfected in love. And that is really what we want to is is more interested in our nature, our th- our behavior, so that we are perfected to be like Him. That's the purpose of God. to make us be like Him, like our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is more important than you know, in signs and wonders. That people thinking that's what they that's what they think. If God is in you, you should be able to do all these signs and wonders. If God is in you, you must show for the love of God. You must show for the gentleness and the behavioral lifestyle of God first. All the power follow when you are manifesting that. So God is more interested in getting us perfect in holiness, perfect in love, perfect in gentleness, perfect in beauty, so that we can live with Him for eternity. That is the eternal life. He's talking about the power of God to do signs and wonders will follow after you become sons of God like that. So that's what happens. With John was saying in verse 13 in 1 John chapter 5, These things are I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. That's how we know we have eternal life, that Christ is living us. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. If you are not believing already, you want eternal life, believe on the name of the Son of God and you will have that eternal life when it comes into you. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, he hears us now the question is are we asking according to his will or well, that's loaded verse we have this confidence that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us you say well i asked for this and i didn't get it is it according to his will what you ask for is it according but well, how do i know his will the scripture the bible said the will of god is written in the scriptures for us so search the bible if you, like, a minister puts this way, whatever you're asking the Lord, get a Bible verse to support yourself, to present before God. Lord, you said this in your word. You said that in your word. That's why I'm asking for this. And God will give to you, if you can prove it from the scripture like that, because that is according to his word. Just like it's, it's in the will of God that we should be healthy. That you have quoted to him that, Lord, you said by your life we were here. I'm quoting that and I believe my body should be well. I receive my healing. It should be so. Why? Because it is his word, it is his will. His will is like, what you call a will? When people are about to die, old people, they write a will that this is what all their estates and everything they own should be divided this way when they are dead. That is what they call a will. So the Father's will also is what we mean by the Bible is the will of God. That is the promises he gave to us that this is how we should live, this is how our inheritance should be, this is what we will inherit. This is what we will get if we follow him. That is his will. This is what we should get as sons of God. That is his will. This is uh, the thing that we, that as sons of God, should be enjoying. That is his will. It is already in the Bible. But we need to know the will to be able to enjoy it. Like somebody, if your father wrote a will and then your father passed away They hide the will from you, you will know that he has given you the house or the land. So you need to know the will, so that you can claim that which is yours. So that's why you need to study the Bible to know the will of God for you. And then when you study the Bible, you know the will of God. Then call, claim it. So how do I claim it? Confess to the Father, because now the point is, our Father is not dead, unlike the earthly Father that when he wrote his will is dead, and some lawyers, some attorneys, there's one are going to be trying to make you get it, or to some family members are trying to get you, make you get it. And if they don't want you to get, you have to fight in them. See, but when it comes to God, God is still alive. You see, He rose again to come and enforce His will. But you still have to know the will. If you don't know the will, it's like having some million dollar in a bank account, and you are penniless, and you are trying to get money. And then your money is in the bank in your name. You just don't know where it is and uh, know about it and go claim it. That you are not going to be penniless anymore. The will of God is already written in the scripture for us. We need to know it, that's why we are encouraging you to learn the Bible, read the Bible yourself, dealing, study it yourself, so that you know what the Bible says about your life and now what your promise of God for you, and then how to claim it. How to claim it? There are many ways to claim it. It's almost like the bank. Right now, you can go to the bank and write a check. You can go to the dealer and show your ID and they give to you that's your money. Or you can have a card that you go to what you call ATM and withdraw your money from there. So many ways, or you can transfer from bank to bank. So many ways you can get collect your things. The same way in the Bible, there are many ways you can claim what belongs to you, that like God has promised. You tell God, you rebuke the devil and say, this is mine. And they will have to withdraw his son. And then you can get what is yours so that's what the bible is making us to see from here that god has given unto us eternal life this life is in his Son. you first get that then whatever you ask he says you have confidence that whatever we ask in His according to his will we have it he will hear us according to his will so that we need to know his will to be able to ask correctly ask for the right thing and not ask for the wrong thing that he's not going to it's not in his will it's not written down for for you to have that I was on verse fourteen, of well, first, John chapter five. This is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us according to His will. So make sure you search the Bible to know the will of God and find the Bible verse that supports what you are asking for. That is His will. The Bible verse that give you this promise is the promise of wealth. He said that I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Even as you are so prospered, that's. In the letter of Apostle John, also that's the will of God. So the will of God for you, that's the reason the Bible confesses to God in your prayer when you're asking for anything. Present His word to Him, and that give you more, more leverage, as we call it, something to almost like in court when you go to court. Keep calling there, say. Nah, there is somebody that is like a prosecutor, the enemy, the devil that is trying to accuse you before God, why you shouldn't get what you are praying for. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. But now, if you bring the Bible verse before God and say, Father, this is your will, this is your promise in the Bible, this is why it should be so for me. Then the devil is shut up. Why? Because you know that's the followers. If you try to point to some sins that well, you did that, that's why this shouldn't be so this is only for the righteous. This is only for the righteous. Then you point to the Bible that says Jesus Christ has shed his blood and forgiven your sins. And when you play the blood of Jesus Christ, that's why the Bible says we overcame the devil, the dragon, by the blood of the Lamb of God. And by the word of our testimony. So you have to be Praying like that by presenting your case before God, pleading the blood of Jesus Christ that washes your sins away that make you now righteous before God. Now that you are righteous before God, the promises of God in the Bible for the righteous is yours. Then claim it. Are you claiming? Just tell God because I have righteous through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that has made me righteous. I have I have the freedom to claim this promise. It's a promise in the Bible as you should know in Isaiah chapter fifty-four. It's a promise for all of us, not just for the Jews. It's for everyone that follows the logical, he said, This in chapter, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17 said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Let me read it to you Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. It's a promise of God for everyone that follow him. He actually said it here, He said, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. What do you mean by weapon? Voodoo is a weapon, even guns. Even knife, all those things that people use to attack. You know, they are weapons. But God is giving a promise so you if you know how you know about this promise, you can quote it for, before God. You can quote it to claim your deliverance from all those who do. And believing it is very important. You have to believe what he said, because if you don't believe the will, how can you claim it? No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper, is what he said. And every tongue, even the tongue can be a weapon. People speak evil against you, they lash you with was. Accusation is a, a form of weapon that devil use. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, that's almost like the devil standing before the court, and saying you shouldn't get this because you are this, because you are that. It's, it's a tongue, he's using his tongue against you. And that's what God said. Every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, thou shall condemn. That means you will win, the devil will lose. You see, how is that going to happen? This is the promise. He went for said, This is the heritage. What is an heritage? Inheritance. That's your, when you are inheriting this if you, are, if, you, if you qualify. What is your qualification? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hear what I said? And their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. So there are two things right there. He said it's an heritage, like a will that is written by a man that is about to die, is passing his will down to his children. So that is the heritage. You are, here, you are inheriting this. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue accuses that want to rise up against you in judgment. You will condemn them, that will you win. But how are we going to win? It's an inheritance for you. If you are a servant of the Lord, what does it mean by servant? I am not a servant. We are, every one, one of us are serving God. That's what, no, don't think only the prophets, only the evangelists. They are the only ones that are servants of the Lord. You, you are also a servant of the Lord. Because the Bible says, do all things as unto the Lord. And if you are doing as unto the Lord, you are serving Him. Every one of us or not are serving the Lord. So you can claim that you are a servant of the Lord by just doing the thing that God says you should do. He says you should love one another. You are serving the Lord by loving one another. See? We are all servants of the Lord because we are serving the Lord because the Bible said that you do all things as unto the Lord and not unto man. So then you are serving the Lord whatever you are doing. Even in the job that you are doing for the government or for your employer, you are serving the Lord in that job. That's what you have to put your mindset like that. Then you are a servant of the Lord. This promise is for you. Because he said, this is the energy of the servants of the Lord. Then he said, they are righteousness of me. Which means, the devil can say, well, it's only for the righteous people. And try to say, you are not righteous because you have done something two days ago. But if you pray the blood of Jesus Christ to cover your sins, because you are covered by, you are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, you are now righteous before God. You say, well, that was a long time. No. Do, if you do it right now, you say, "I the blood of Jesus Christ washes my sins away, and I am free from sin and you confess it to Christ, you are already forgiven. Once you confess, you are forgiven. That's what the Bible says. The moment you confess you are forgiven, God doesn't remember your sin anymore. That's what the Bible says. Then your righteousness, no more your righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ imputed to you. So that is what, that's a a promise. I'm just giving you an example of a promise of God that you can lay hold on, to use it to conquer every weapon, voodoo weapon, tongue weapon, accusation weapon, so that you are free from all those accusations, then you can claim your righteousness and your promise of God, and not only just this promise, every other promise that is for the righteous, it is the righteousness of me because you are under the blood of Jesus Christ that washes your sins away. So it's my righteousness, no more mine, it is the righteousness of Jesus Christ imputed up to me. Okay, so then you are praying according to the will of the Father, whatever you ask, that is you are trying to claim for, for yourself, because the Father. Will have said your righteousness of the Father, so that's how you present your case before God by telling Him about the promise and telling Him about why you are righteous is by the blood of Jesus Christ, and then you have the confidence because you'll be praying according to His will. Verse 15 of First John chapter 5, again, let's go back to verse 15 and wrap up these few things. And if we know that He hears us. If we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. That if you know He is hearing you, and say he hear when you are praying according to His will, then you will know you have the petition that you desire of Him. He's going to give it to you, of course. Sometimes I actually say He has already given it to you, just accept it. Say, I receive it. Whatever you pray for, after you have asked Him, just say, Father, I thank you for I receive it. That's how you be confessed that you have already received it. Then begin to thank you from that day because sometimes people in the way of their prayer they are praying wrongly. Because if you pray for anything, believing you receive them, then you shall have them. That's what just Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter in the gospel of Mark chapter 11, verse 24. See, when you start praying, believe that you receive them, then you shall have them. So then that means after you believe you have received it, after you have prayed for it, something, believe you receive it, then begin to thank him that I uh, receive it. Don't come back again tomorrow and pray again and say, Lord, you have not heard me. He has heard you. Some things take process, but don't change the process. Don't stop the process by by unbelief. Just now begin to thank him. Just from that time forward, you know he, you believe he heard you. Just be thanking him, be thanking him, be thanking him until it manifests, until it manifest. That's what Apostle John is saying here. That if we know that he hears us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. So we have that petition. If any man sees his brother's sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask and shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God, keepeth himself, and that wicked one, toucheth him not. So you keep yourself so that the devil does not touch you. As you keep yourself away from all those pollution of the world, there will be no stain in your garment that the devil can touch. Because the stain is what invites the devil's finger to touch and cause offence of sin or diseases. We say, we say, that's why he said, The one that is begotten of God, keepeth himself, and that wicked one that is able toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. We know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. By being in Christ, we have eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. So what Apostle John is summarizing there is that we should keep ourselves from sin and then the wicked one cannot touch us. I pray that the Lord will give you this wisdom and understanding so that you can keep yourself away from offenses and from sin. And believe the word of God. Believe the word of God when you are praying. He said that if we pray according to his will, he inherit us. This is Gospel Distribution Ministry. On the internet is www.gospeldistribution.org. Join us again next week. God bless you.